What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. Do you want even more content? Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at KDJTV611, or follow me on Twitch, subscribe to me on YouTube. The handles are the same. It's KDJTV. But without further ado, I know why you guys are here. Let's go play some ball. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Another episode. It's 50-something. I don't I don't know how to count. Um, we're in the 50s, so take that for what it's worth. Um, today, you know, we rant a lot here, and we try to do it with a level head. And so I've been thinking about this a lot lately. So we're going to rant reasonably. Okay, everybody, reasonably. We're, we're not going to... We're not going to uh, make any rash judgments. We're just going to talk about the balance problems in MLB The Show. If you don't know what that means just upon me saying it, don't worry, I'll explain. We'll definitely get into it. It's all problems that a lot of people in the community have had. Um, You know, if you are in the Facebook group or if you're just in the MLB The Show community on Twitter, you've seen these conversations happen, you've heard them. Uh, exist, I am hardly the only person who has issues with this. And it ranges from big content creators to just people who casually play the game. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Before we jump into it, though, first things first, very important, stream schedule for this week. Yeah, guys, I have a stream schedule. I know you're all blown away. Um, Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern. And then maybe Sunday morning. Maybe. But uh, Tuesday at 6, Friday at 5, Saturday at 9 a.m., all times Eastern. Come stop by a stream. It is September. We're having a great time. We unlocked uh, our first new emote slot the other day, so we got a new emote for when we go raid somebody. Um, Twitch chats have been popping off. Twitch streams have been popping off. We've been having a hell of a great time. I've been able to do it a little more consistently lately. Um, It's just been awesome. Meeting new friends in, in chat every every uh, every stream. So, uh, if you want to be one of my new friends, come stop by. Um, we'll probably be playing ranked, which makes me sad. Um, Tuesday, maybe even Friday, Saturday. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. Um, I really don't want to play ranked, but I also have to make World Series. So, that's what to expect uh, from streams this week. But let's let's just talk. Let, let's talk about these balance problems I have here. So, what do I mean by balance? I mean, balance might not be the exact right word, but basically, I mean the things the things don't make sense um, as far as content goes, beginning of the year compared to now. This is not by any means. Uh, it doesn't mean the content is bad. Okay, I want to stress that. It doesn't mean the game is bad. Even though it kind of is, it's not because of this problem. All right, does that is that clear? Those are the the, the kind of working points we got to work with here. Um, the very first thing, and all this is like this first thing is the overarching theme of this whole episode that we will kind of dissect and get into uh, with each passing point we talk about. 
Um, and trust me, I have been thinking about it for a long time. I also don't want this to be a three-hour episode. It's going to be my, my normal 30 minutes thereabouts. So there are definitely points that I might have missed or chose not to include. Um, if you guys want to further this conversation, please let me know. On Twitter, KDJTV611. Uh, hop into one of my streams. Like I told you, I'm just going to have. We could talk about it 100%. We could talk about it you know, as, as much in depth as you want. And uh, if you think I'm wrong... That's your chance to prove me wrong. But uh, the overarching theme theme here is content timing. That means a lot of things. Um, For some people, that simply means they started releasing 99s too early. You could argue that. Maybe it's a fair point. Um, I personally think they released 99s at an appropriate time. I think there were so few 99s in the initial wave of 99s that it didn't feel overwhelming. Now everyone and their mother's getting like a high 90 diamond. But content timing means more than that. Because 99 doesn't mean much anymore. You know, a, a guy who's a 96 will play like a 99. Especially with how the meta works this year, all you need is for a guy to have a certain attribute point in certain categories to be playable. You know? Um... Content timing also means just having things make sense, you know? Like, we're going to talk more about Signature Series Pedro Martinez in a little while. But he's a new legend. We just got him three or four weeks ago. Hank Aaron, brand new legend everyone's excited for. We still haven't gotten his big 99. Um, Kirby Puckett. Why the fuck don't we have his 99? Like, why do we have 99s for... Let, let's just... This isn't going to be perfect. You know, I'm trying to go through my, my inventory here to kind of help reinforce the point here. But why do we have... I don't know. 99 Mickey Mantle before we have 99 Kirby Puckett. I say that because... By the time this Kirby Puckett finally drops, not a soul is going to use him unless it's like a twins theme team. There's no way Kirby Puckett is better than Mickey Mantle, Vlad Guerrero, Mookie Betts. I mean, I play Cody Bellinger in left field. Like, pick your... Luis Gonzalez, he probably won't be better than. Soriano, he won't be better. Like, I don't understand what SDS is waiting for. So content timing also means holding back certain players for certain times for certain reasons. Content timing also means, like... The program that had Wander Franco, Eddie Murray, and whoever the third one was, name it's escaping me for some reason, but it's not the point, was a better program than the program that came after it. And that doesn't make any effing sense, because if the game cycle has now extended by a month, those cards coming out a month later in their tentpole inning program that is like the basis of progress in this game... Those cards suck, or aren't as good, comparatively. You know, I, I just... I don't know how SDS works their content schedule. I don't know if they just have a list of cards that by year's end need to exist, and they kind of just pick and choose as the year goes on. I don't know if in March, before the game comes out, they literally have, to a T, just about every single thing that's about to you know be released. Obviously, milestone stuff like... Uh, Miguel Cabrera's 500th homer, Max Scherzer's 3,000th K. Those are things they have to do off the cuff. Tops now, all off the cuff. 
but like they're big tent pole cards. I wonder how, I honestly wonder how that works because it doesn't seem like they plan shit. Or it's actually it's it's ironic because they either don't plan shit or they plan it so rigidly, so rigid without any deviation that when things need to change because they don't make sense, they can't because they've locked themselves into it. So I don't know which one it is. It's two very different extremes. I understand that. Um, so content timing is a big problem. And like I've said, a lot of things that go in, go into it. After the, the ad break in a, you know, in a little while, we're going to talk about milestone cards because milestone cards have created a whole separate set of problems that have to do with content timing and have to do with just the, the being reasonable creating cards. Um, but the other big thing that, that's... <sighs> It's good and bad, what I'm about to talk about, is SDS, this year specifically, last year a little bit, but last year was weird because of a shortened season, so I don't count it too much, but they've really tried to make live series cards, cards of live series players, cards of active players, better. What do I mean by that? Tops Now. We're getting Tops Now cards that are crazy good. Um, Team Affinity 3 all-star cards are still God Squad relevant, some of them. Jacob deGrom is probably the best pitcher ever created in this game. It's good, but it's also kind of shit. Because that Jake deGrom is going to be in every single rotation from the day it's released or the day it's acquired through the end of time. And cards that are going to come out at the end of the game cycle are supposed to be better than the cards that came before it. And they won't be. It's impossible. The problem with the Tops Now cards is that the Seth beer they just dropped here. So let's this is where we're going to actually go to it because we're going to we're going to back our points up here with facts because that's what good arguments have. Um, so Tops Now Seth beer. Seth beer Hit a home run in his first MLB at bat. Good for him. Incredible. He gets a 97 overall diamond. Whatever. He's 120 contact versus right, 117 power versus right. So, that means he's already a bench bat against right-handed pitching. He's a lefty stick. Against right-handed pitching, he's a bench bat. His numbers... Against right-handed pitching, based off literally one at-bat. One at-bat. It's not based off the game, it's not based off the season, it's based off one at-bat. His numbers against righties are better than Cody Bellinger. Better than... You could argue better than Wander Franco. Contact's higher for Wander Franco, but power's worse. Better than Chipper Jones. Better than fucking Chipper Jones. Better than... Better than Trey Turner. Better than the Silver Slugger Alex Bregman. Better than the Team Affinity 3 Salvador Perez. While I love Tops now, I think it's awesome. I think like giving Jazz Chisholm a playable 98 is cool. Because he's had a great season. Well, he's, he's had a good season. Um, Tops now creates this impossible set of circumstances that compares Seth Beer to Mickey Mantle. Or, like, Lars Newtbar to Vladimir Guerrero. 
And there are Tops Now cards that are going to be relevant moving forward, which is nice. But it creates these problems everywhere. Like, I think we should have Tops Nows that are like golds. Like, BR fodder. Or, honestly, just eliminate Tops Now from the game. And I know that's probably an opinion that not a lot of people agree with. Honestly, it might be an agreement with Tops that they have to do Tops now in the game. You know, they have a, a deal clearly because they use Tops cards, or the MLB Players Association does. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to the question I'm proposing. I'm just proposing it to maybe spark a conversation. But Tops now creates issues of comparing one game or sometimes one at bat sample sizes to all time legends like Mickey Mantle. And, you know, it's all, at the end of the day, too, I want to preface, it's always your prerogative on who you use. I say that all the time. I say that in literally every episode, I think I say that. Use the cards you're comfortable with. I don't give a shit who you use. Your opponent doesn't care who you use. If you're comfortable and succeed with that player, use that player. I, I don't, I'm never going to judge. I don't care. Last year, I used Silver Slugger, Silver Slugger, excuse me, Daniel Murphy, far longer and far more than I ever should have. But I love this swing. I felt comfortable with it. We stand George Brett here because we like George Brett's swing a lot. So, like, use what you want to use. But uh, from a competitive standpoint, and not everyone plays competitively, I get it, but the goal for a lot of people is to try to make a World Series push every ranked season. And to do that, you have to be competitive with competitive cards, for the most part. Some people are just cracked with anybody. But, you know, it's good to have the content because it gives you options. And options are good. Options are what let you find the cards you're good with. But it doesn't make any realistic sense, and this is kind of stepping on toes here for the, the next part after the ad break, but we're going we're gonna to do it anyway. i got to find him. There, there is no reason on this earth that 96 tops now Cal Quantrill should have a higher hits per nine than Pedro fucking Martinez signature series. That doesn't make a lick of effing sense. Um... Hits per nine, a lot of ca- a lot of categories. Hits per nine being one of them, have been uh, kind of like put more in the spotlight this year. If that makes sense, um, pinpoint pitching and how shitty the game has played online overall has really emphasized the need for larger PCIs. So contact ratings mean more this year than I think ever. Hits per nine means more this year than I think ever. Um, and so we're really, you know, there's a magnifying glass on those places. The community is going to critique cards that don't make sense and don't fit those standards. That hits per nine for Cal Quantrill. Doesn't fucking make sense compared to Pedro Martinez. And a lot of cards don't compared to Pedro Martinez. Um, I just, I, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. I, I, I don't know if it means giving hits per nine a total revamp. I honestly think all of the stats kind of need a bit of a revamp. I think we need to eliminate some things. I think we need to streamline some things. I think we need to make things more clear. Like, if... Let's let's just pick one here. If, you know, vision doesn't matter as much as it used to, or discipline doesn't matter as much as it used to, let's just fucking get rid of them. Let's stop even making them attributes on a card. You know, if... Um, base running aggressiveness is a great one because there's no such thing as a good base runner as this game because the base running in this game sucks. Instead of 
you know, actually changing base running aggressiveness ratings as if they mean something. Let's fucking fix base running. Um, I, I just think th- there are fundamental issues with some of this stuff. And it's not laziness, you know? I, I, I think <sighs> early in the year, a lot of really good pitchers dropped. Really good. They became even better because of pinpoint. They tried to nerf them with the pinpoint adjustment, with the adjustment of high sinkers not being as good or high breaking pitches being more hittable or whatever the the terminology was. But they were dropping pitchers in May, June. No-hitter milestone cards, which teaser we're going to talk about soon, that almost had max hits per nine. And they're still among the best cards in the game. Your rotation in ranks at the end of the year, if you have all the cards you need to have, is probably going to be Team Affinity 3 DeGrom and then four no-hitter or perfect game cards. That's it. Because hits per nine is the meta. And if you don't have guys with high hits per nine, you get fucking shelled. Like that Pedro Martinez. Um, But let's just... Before we dive into the milestone cards, because like I said, I do want to talk about them more, more about the fundamental issues they have as opposed to like, you know, the actual stats on them. We're going to hear from our, our, our friends, our sponsors. I'm pulling them out of my drawer right now, so you might hear ruffled papers. I'm, I'm apologizing. I forgot to take them out of the drawer before. Use the papers. Hear me, hear me playing with them in the microphone? That probably sounds terrible. I'm sorry. Um, first, we're going to hear from Thrive Fantasy. Um, let's add a little fun and life to this otherwise kind of, uh, I don't know the right word, not somber, but like serious episode, uh, by talking about how to gamble and make money. So, uh, take a quick break here, talk about Thrive Fantasy. As always, super excited to be working with Thrive, a daily fantasy sports app that is based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like those other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, you can also play NFL. NFL's back. Uh, I'd say go Giants, but I don't want anyone to know I root for them because they're an embarrassment. Um, But to play games on Thrive Fantasy, you choose 5 out of the 10 player prop options to build that lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under, based on how likely it is to occur. more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible, and you could win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make money uh, watching your favorite sports, use promo code THESHOWTHEPOD. That's promo code the show the pod. When you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today, you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of 20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Google Play Store or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Next, Dugout Creative. Just buy their shirts, guys. It's that simple. Just buy their shirts. They're so comfortable, so creative. Uh, <laughs> Dugout Creative. Um... Support your favorite streamers, support your favorite content creators, support your favorite cities. Uh, you can use code KDJTV. That's KDJTV. You get 15% off your entire order at checkout. Um, I, sw- I mean, I swear by these shirts. They're so comfortable. They really are truly so comfortable. They fit exactly how you'd want them to fit. Like, they're true to size. Cool designs. The colors don't wear in the wash. Like, it's legit, legit. So... KDJTV gets you 15% off at checkout at dugoutcreative.com. Dugout Creative, be curious, be adaptable. Finally, our newest friends, Rogue Energy. I'm telling you guys, this is not me reading. I'm telling you guys, it is the best gaming energy I've ever had. 
Their uh, hydration formula is my favorite. It has all of the focus, like vitamins or nutrients or whatever it is, um, all of their focus stuff, same as the energy formula, but without the caffeine. And you're just, I I've was locked in the other day. If you guys were in my stream, I know a few of my listeners were, I played a guy in BR who was 56-0. and 0. This is not an exaggeration, no hyperbole. This is factual. This is a story retelling. I played a guy who was 56-0. and 0. I scored eight runs in the first inning. He didn't score in the next inning. He quit. I Everything I swung at went over the fence. It was the most absurd I've ever felt, the most cracked I've ever felt, and it was like 30 minutes after I drank my hydration formula. So, Rogue Energy, um, it works for everything. Gamers, athletes, students, entrepreneurs, people with busy schedules, low energy, health-conscious people, uh, pre-workout or as a coffee replacement. It, it's just designed to be the best. And it dissolves completely in water, which is like mind-blowing considering how some of the competitors still leave that chalky, dusty crap at the bottom. Uh, Rogue Energy does not do that. So, I really think you guys should try it out. I really, really do. And that's not just because I have a coupon code, which I do, and I'll tell you. But I, it, I've never felt more cracked than when I was using that. So, um, if you want to give it a try, go to RogueEnergy.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-E-N-E-R-G-Y.com. And use the coupon code KDJTV. You get 10% off your order. Use it. Tell me you used it. Tell me you love it. KDJTV gets you 10% off your entire order. Okay, so we're back now. We never left, but we're back. Um, let's talk about milestone problems. So, the milestone card was introduced to the game this year. I think we were all super stoked for it. And for a good reason. I like getting new types of content. I like getting new avenues for content. It opened up the door for a lot more types of cards. It opened up the door for our favorite players to get better versions of cards that they never otherwise would have gotten. And that's a positive. Unfortunately, there are some consistency problems that Milestone um, series brings about. So there are milestone cards. Let's all right, let's go to the inventory, full inventory. We're going to do this correctly. My inventory, my MLB players. We're going to sort by milestone. Um, search. Okay. So there are milestone cards based off one game, a.k.a. the Justin Verlander no-hitter. The no, any no-hitter card based off one game. Um, any perfect game card, obviously. Uh, 18 strikeout game, 20 strikeout game, it'll say game, you know? Um, some of those cards have problems, good and bad. So Justin Verlander, for example, is the best Justin Verlander we've ever gotten. I have him at parallel one, he's got 125 hits per nine. He's a meta ace. He's an ace, because he also has Outlier. Outlier is a whole separate problem that we can probably do a whole other episode on, because Outlier is broken. It's too good. Um, but but single-game milestone cards, while cool, create unreasonably good cards that will inevitably overshadow cards, players, other series of cards that deserve 
um, more relevance, if that makes sense. There are also milestone cards for one season, like the Alfonso Soriano 4040 Club. It's the first milestone card we ever, you know, um, were shown to us, you know. <clears throat> Sorry. It was the National League collection. So we saw that card, like, when the game dropped. It took some people some time to get it, and that's fine, but it was, like, the first one that was visible to us. And this card's good. It's based off his season. And then there's the career milestone cards. Rich Gossage, 300 save club. Almost at 3,000 saves, imagine. Uh, Kenley, 300 save club. Scherzer, 3,000 strikeouts. Um, You know, stuff like that. Then there are some career ones that make no effing sense. Miguel Cabrera's career card looks exactly like it should. 500 home run club, one of the best right-handed hitters of my generation. Sure, they made his fielding a little better. I don't give a shit about that. I'm not concerned with that. Um, They gave him 49 speed. I'm not sure the guy was ever 49 speed. I don't care about that. Talking about the hitting attributes. His hitting attributes look like what they should look like. You could argue his power should be a little higher on a 500 home run card, but that's the last hill I'm going to die on. I'm not upset about that. But then they give you the 3,000 strikeout club card from Max Scherzer. It only has 100 hits per nine. And this man, literally, because of how many people he strikes out, is one of the hardest hit pitchers, one of the hardest pitchers to hit, excuse me, of all time. Was he one of 18 players with uh, 3,000 strikeouts? Pretty sure that means he was pretty hard to hit. So I know I'm being a little jumpy here, but let's just get right to the moral of the story. I think milestone series should only be for cards that are from a season's worth accomplishments or a career's worth of accomplishments. Let's fucking get rid of the one-game milestone cards. Let's get rid of the four home run games. Let's get rid of the um, no-hitters. Let's get rid of stuff like that. And you'll be like, Kenny, what? That's so effing stupid. It might be. It might be. But individual games happen in a vacuum, right? There are so many instances in which a player never, ever, ever performed remotely close to that level again. I'm not going to give examples because I don't know if that's necessarily the case right here. But just generally speaking, individual games happen in a vacuum. Scooter Jeanette had a four-home run game, guys. Scooter Jeanette. And I think they still have his rights. Are we going to get a four-home run Scooter Jeanette card that's going to be the best card you've ever seen to play second base? I really hope not. Anybody can be a god on a given day. Does it tend to be the better players? Of course. But anybody could. Milestone, to me, by definition, is more of a career accomplishment, but I, you know, I can see the season accomplishment as well. Um, basing things off one game creates mega problems. Mega problems. Just, that's the same argument for my tops now. It creates mega problems. It's an unrealistic view of one player's best day of his life. Um, and it creates content issues. It creates problems where no-hitter and perfect game cards that were released in May are better than every pitcher that's coming out now. Literally every pitcher in Team Infinity 4 is unusable. Aside from maybe like a Walter Johnson because he's kind of funky. But they're almost unusable. 
because they were overshadowed by cards that came out two months ago, and those cards were based off one game or one performance. And I don't think that's not good for content. That's that's not good for the longevity of content. That doesn't make the game fun to play when Madden and 2K are coming out, because even before we see the attributes, we already know it's going to be a letdown. Every pitcher card they've released... I shouldn't say every pitcher card. 90% of the pitcher cards they've released in the last month and a half have been letdowns. Just because they're... The hits per nine. Hits per nine and outlier are so important this year. If you don't have both of them, let alone one of them, it's hard to use you. So that's a big fundamental problem that SDS needs to figure out. Um, You know, and the hits per nine problem, we've touched on it here and there, but it's like... uh, you're telling me some of these tops now guys who are like making their major league debuts are going to have better hits per nine than Pedro and Scherzer and, you know, pitchers that should have God tier 99s. Again, it all sounds like petty complaining. Cause like, just shut up guy. You're getting your free content. That might be fair, but if it, you know, people were beyond excited this year to have Pedro finally in the game, like stupid excited. I was one of them. I'm a Yankees fan, but he's one of the best pitchers I've ever seen. And I think anyone who's watched baseball for the last almost 30 years, which is crazy for me to say that I'm almost 30, but you know, if you've watched baseball in the last 20 to 30 years, Pedro is one of the best. Right-handed, left-handed, both-handed, no-handed. Shout out Jim Abbott. One-handed, sorry. Um, but like legit, legit, and they gave him one. What did they give him? One hundred seven hits per nine. One hundred three hits per nine. I don't even remember. Let's let's check. Um, minus two. One hundred two. One hundred two hits per nine, guys. One hundred two. If you would have told me they released one hundred two Pedro hits per nine, I would have thought it was a typo and it should have been one twenty. It wasn't. It was a serious one hundred two. Pedro Martinez literally had the best like five year stretch of any pitcher ever, and dudes were getting like five hits a game off him. If five hits per nine is not 125 max hits per nine, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. So there's just fundamental problems. And does it make the game unplayable? No. I said that in the beginning. It really doesn't. Does it make the game confusing and even more frustrating than it already is? 100%. 100%. Because th- there's so little logic that goes into it. And that's even a further discussion when it comes to roster updates and who's getting updated and who's not. And that's, you know, they're going to do what they want with their attributes and stats. I get it. But they're just, the introduction of the Milestone series, while really cool, has also really created a a large glaring issue in the way cards are balanced, in the way cards are released, in the timing and order cards are released in. And... You know, I think overall, MLB The Show 21 is probably something of a trial and learning experiment. Excuse me? Learning experience? I can't speak. It's late. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I'm I'm recording for you guys. Um, Learning experience. And I say that because first time using cross-platform, which we know the servers suck, but first time using cross-platform, first time on next-gen, First time with the Xbox crowd. First time with some of these new series of cards. A lot of firsts. And that's cool. But it's very clear that they don't care about gameplay and they only care about content. Because gameplay is only serious for the competitive players and content is for everybody. 
So if they're going to focus on the content and make content king, let's at least make the content make sense. Let's make the attributes be at least close to what they should be. I know they have legit smart baseball people on that team. You know, these aren't robots or like, you know, people who've never watched baseball before creating these cards. Like these are baseball fans who do their research. But it's so obvious that hits per nine has been nerfed to make up for how dominant the early season pitchers were that guys like Pedro and Max Scherzer suffer. Uh, not them personally. They don't. They couldn't give a flying fuck. But, like, their cards suffer. You know what I mean? Um, God, imagine if Max Scherzer, the robot, knew we were having this petty complaint about his video game baseball card not being good enough. I... I don't, he might be so angry, like, steam would come out of his ears, you know? Because he's a competitor. Um, but, yeah, so, guys, I, you know, I tried my best to articulate this. Like I said, I'm sure I'm missing some points. I'm sure you guys might have more points or less points or disagree entirely. If you do, I'd lo- I truly would love to hear it. Um, as, as someone who plays this game pretty much every day, who streams this game, who has a fucking podcast on this game, um... You know, I, I think I need to call things out when they don't make sense. And I'm not going to pretend I have the biggest platform in the world. But just, it, you know, sometimes things need to be spoken about. And I'm, I'm trying not to be unreasonable. I'm trying not to complain. I'm trying not to sound like I'm whining. I'm just trying to put forward straight facts and give you my opinions on why some shit doesn't work. Um, to be clear, I think milestone cards should stay in the game. I think they're a great addition. I think the card art on these, not the card art ends up mattering in the long run, but the card art is phenomenal beautiful but if we're gonna have them let's make them work let's not half-ass it let's make them work so guys um that's been this episode thank you guys for listening again stream schedule if you've made it to the end of this episode hit you guys with it again we'll be streaming tuesday 6 p.m eastern friday 5 p.m eastern saturday 9 a.m eastern and then maybe a sunday morning stream Uh, it depends how i'm feeling after saturday but it is september and September. So come show your boy some love if you can. I appreciate it. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, let me know your thoughts on everything we just talked about. I'd love to hear it. Um, but until then, I will talk to you guys next week.